Pulling out the coupe at the lot Told him for a 12 fuck swat Buzzing all the bells out the box I just hit a lick with the box Had to put the stick in the box mm. Pour up the whole damn seal I'ma get lazy I got the mojo deals We been trapping like the 80s She said the nigga so Got the cash out Told him wipe a nigga no Say slash slash Sell my soul and I can pack that Welcome to Game Tech Politics. My name is Raven, and I've got a pretty good show for you today. It's going to be a mixture of all the current topics, plus some video games and some West game and a little bit of technology. So I'm kind of going to shoot out my shotgun and just splatter it. Hope you guys enjoy it. But first things first, we had a we have a new president, um, President Joe Biden. I call him uh, basically Slow Joe. Have you guys ever listened to Joe Biden, uh, his speech or the way that he talks? There's clearly something wrong with him um, other than than his lies and his plagiarism throughout his career and the fact that he's an undercover racist. There's something going on with his mind that he, he's just very slow Um and we'll probably find that out in the, the near future. But first things first, I want to talk to you guys about who Joe really is. Not a lot of people in um, in our country has really taken a good look at Joe Biden. The past year that he has actually ran for president, we never really got into any contact with him. There, He's been in his basement uh, throughout all of last year. His handlers would not let him get out of his basement to do press conferences. He wasn't allowed to be in, uh, be asked any questions whatsoever, especially about his son, Hunter Biden, which the media totally censored that story. But I want to go through the past. I want to take and have you guys really edu- actually educate yourselves on who this person really is. And I got a few clips for you. And the first clip that I want to tell you about is he does have a plagiarism problem. Uh, The plagiarism in the 1988 presidential campaign uh, where he took snippets from other people's speeches and then claimed them as his own. And I'm going to go ahead and play the first clip right now. But this standard is not a measure of how we can evaluate the condition of our society cannot measure the health of our children, the quality of our education, the joy of their play. Yet the gross national product does not allow for the health of our children, the quality of their education, or the joy of their play. Let us pledge that our generation of Americans will pay any price, bear any burden, accept any challenge, and meet any hardship to secure the blessings of prosperity and the promise of opportunity for our children. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. And I started thinking as I was coming over here, why is it that Joe Biden is the first in his family ever to go to a university. Why am I the first Kinect 
in a thousand generations to be able to get the university. Why is it that my wife, who's sitting out there in the audience, is the first in her family to ever go to college? Why is Glenys the first woman in her family in a thousand generations to be able to get the university? So there we have it. Uh, he definitely has a plagiarism problem. And a lot of people are going to dismiss that and think, well, you know what? It's not a really big deal. They have sort of the same ideas, the same philosophies. So if he takes and borrows things from other people and, and takes and uh, uh, claims it as his own, that, that's, that's really not a big deal, Raven. But it is a big deal because... One, if you if you plagiarize in college, you're you're going to you're going to get a failing grade, and you're probably going to get kicked out of school. If you take and steal somebody's idea in the business world, you're going to get sued. And I, I think that it it kind of gives you a, a direction of who this man really is. Now, the plagiarism problem isn't just the only thing that Joe Biden has an issue with. Joe Biden is a known liar. I mean, this man has lied constantly over the last uh, this this past presidential presidential election about fracking. He said that he he wasn't against fracking, but there's plenty of videos that states that he wants to ban fracking. It's just he's playing with the people, and not a lot of people have gotten any education or or any uh, news stories about Joe Biden and his lies. And I'm, I'm going to tell you one of the biggest lies that he um, told was back in the 1988 campaign, he was talking about his education and how he graduated with three law degrees. He graduated from the top of his class. I'm going to go ahead and play you a clip real quick on that. One real quick question. What law school did you attend, and where did you place in that class? And the other question is, could you quickly... I, I think, we I, I, think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do, I suspect. I went to law school on a full academic scholarship, the only one in my, in my class uh, to have a full academic scholarship. In the first year in law school, I decided... So that wasn't quite true at all. Uh, he didn't graduate with three degrees. He only graduated with one. And did you notice that little snub... Joe Biden has a kind of, he wants to down people a lot. And if you look at his past group rallies um, uh, before the before he actually got the nomination, if you remember back, he was talking to somebody and basically challenging them to do push-ups. And that, that guy that he was asking a question towards Joe Biden, he was downing him. He was basically saying he was fat, he was a loser, and that he had no right to sit there and question his integrity or record. And so Joe Biden completely just insults anyone who challenges him. And that that's another thing that uh, really bothers me. But Joe Biden actually finished 76th out of 83 people in his class. I believe those numbers are correct. Regardless, he's finished at the very bottom of his class. And so that's one of the many lies that he's told. Another big lie is the fact that he had a, his first wife died in a car crash. It was, it was a tragic event on him and his family. But a few years later, he basically said that his wife died from a drunk driver. Uh, this, this man that was, that hit her. Um, and it was the man's fault. 
But the man that hit her, he told people that, and he told the media that this man was drinking and driving. And that was completely false. The autopsy reports showed that the man didn't have any alcohol in his system. Yet Joe Biden continued to lie even when the family begged him, literally begged him to stop, uh, you know, putting their father and their, their brother and their kid, their name in the mud. And Joe Biden didn't want to do that. Joe Biden wanted the media attention. He wanted the, the, you know, oh, woe is me. Feel sorry for me. I, I've, I've had experience in this. So this, this is why I should lead. Actually, it's quite the opposite. He shouldn't lead because he sits there and lies about his first wife's death. Who does that? Literally, who in the right mind does that? So I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna play any more clips. I, I do have. If you want to look and research it for yourself, go ahead. There, there's so many lies that I could actually tell, um, and I'm gonna go through a, a little bit of a list with uh, for you guys, just just so you guys can grasp on the future of this presidency and the future of our country, because the media is going to go up to bat for this guy. The media is going to continue his lies and allow him to basically trick us into his policies. And I'm telling you, it's going to be for the worst. But one of his lies was back in the September 12th of the 2019 debate. He basically said that we didn't lock people up in cages. We didn't separate families. We didn't do all of those things, number one. They did, meaning Trump did. That's not true. Those pictures that you guys have seen in the past uh, that the media's reported and misrepresented was actually pictures that were taking, taken in 2014 during his time in office. They weren't taken during Trump's office. And Joe Biden also said he repeatedly was, that he was arrested. And I'm telling you, he said this time and time again. He said he was arrested with Nelson Mandela on the streets of Soweto during a trip to South Africa in 1970s when South Africa was under the apartheid. There's absolutely no truth to this. And, and Biden was later forced to confess that there was no truth. Now, he also lied uh, in a uh, May 22nd, 2020 interview on The Breakfast Club. This is the famous... The famous interview where he said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Well, he, he lied that, that he, here, here's a quote from him. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. That's not true. The NAACP has never, never endorsed any candidate. On September 3rd, 2019, in an NPR interview referring to the Iraq war, he quoted, he said, Immediately the moment it started, I came out against the war at that moment. That's not true. Joe Biden fully supported the Iraq war and voted for the resolution to go to war. On August 7, 2019, Joe Biden claimed that Donald Trump asserted that immigrants were, quote, carve you up with a knife. I'm sorry, but Trump never said that. He said that Trump said that MS-13 gang members were doing that, not immigrants. It's a big difference. Also, um, he was caught cheating in one of his school exams, 
literally caught cheating and plagiarizing in law school. Of course, he had a plagiarism problem in his political career, but that was actually a big scandal, and that's one of the reasons why he ended up dropping out of the 1988 race. And one of his greatest lies, and this is probably the biggest, and then I'll go on, is that in Charlottesville, President Trump said there were good people on the Nazi white nationalist side. Well, Trump actually said the opposite. And I'm going to read you the quote from Trump. Trump said, quote, You had some very bad people in that group. But you also had people that were very fine people on both sides. You had people in that group that were there to protest the taking down of a very, very important statue and renaming of a park from Robert E. Lee to another name. I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists because they should be condemned totally. Now, that has caused that quote has caused so many so much controversy throughout the media and the politicians on the other side has basically taken that and lied to us lied to us constantly about what Trump said they they took one little snippet you had some very bad people in the group but you also had some very fine people on both sides and then they stopped the quote But if you continued on, he talks about, he's not talking about the neo-Nazis. He's not talking about the racist because they should be condemned totally. But you won't hear that from the media. You won't hear that because they basically perpetuate these lies for the Democrat Party. And here's another quote from President Trump's Charlottesville press conference. Racism is evil. And those who cause violence in its names are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we hold dear as Americans. That was included in the speech as well. But the media won't tell you that. Joe Biden won't tell you that. And that, this shit really pisses me off. It's, it's, it's beyond me that we as a country don't educate ourselves about who these politicians are. And and do you know why we got Trump four years ago? Do you really want to know why? It's because we were lied to so much by the politicians. They don't care about us. We were lied so much and we have become more aware of the lies by the media than ever before. And I think that that's one of Donald Trump's greatest accomplishments. It's not the lowest unemployment we've had in history. It's not the fact that he gave more money to uh, HBCUs, that's historically black colleges and universities. It's not the fact that Donald Trump got uh, finally a wall built between Mexico and the United States to kind of stop illegal immigration. It wasn't the fact that Donald Trump took and got past a um, criminal justice reform called the First Step Act that legitimately released thousands of black men and women across the United States, even though he's he's a racist. And and also his pardons, he he pardoned Lil Wayne, he pardoned Kodak Black, he pardoned pardoned one of uh, Snoop Dogg's best friends. But yet, Trump's a racist. 
because the media wants to have have you believe that he is. Wake up, people. Wake up to the lies of the Democrat Party and the lies of the media because if you don't, we're going to get in the same situation that that we've been in for the past 30, 40 years. China now owns us. Hunter Biden got away with child porn and he got away with taking billion dollars from China and over $50,000 a month from Ukraine and just basically got away with it. The media lied to us about the whole Russia collusion story completely. If you take in you, Mueller, the Mueller report was a nothing burger. There was nothing in the Mueller report that showed that Donald Trump and Russia colluded. They had zero evidence. There shouldn't have even been a Mueller report. But the media fed us lies for four years. And then all of a sudden, last year, last May, we heard nothing more about Russia. Nothing. Why is that? Because the unclassified records of the congressional testimony from James Clapper, the director of national intelligence, John Brenner, the director of the CIA, Loretta Lynch, the attorney general, Susan Powers, Susan Rice, Andrew McCabe, Ben Rhodes, all those Obama cronies, the classification of those hearings was released. And all of them said under oath that they they had zero evidence, that they saw zero evidence of Russia collusion. Well, if they didn't see zero evidence, then where then why were they going on national TV and the media allowing them to lie on national TV saying that there was evidence? You're being fooled, people. This is the Mockingbird Media. This is MK Ultra. This is PsyOps at his its best. And for the life of me, I don't understand why. And you can sit there and go on about Donald Trump's lies and lies and lies and lies and that that it's calculated that he's told over 20,000 lies. That's a bunch of bullshit. Donald Trump, we know him to be, uh, he, he pats himself on the back and he's, he, he's got an ego bigger than, bigger than this whole entire country. But he actually got some stuff done that politicians have told us for many years that it would be impossible to get done. So you got what you voted for, Democrats. You got what you voted for, liberals. You got a liar, a known liar, a known plagiarist, a known racist. You ain't black unless you vote for me. I can I can show you many other clips about him and, and, and the black community and how he's talked down on them, but that that's for another show. I just want you guys to really cl- clearly think about where this country is going with the censorship, with the loss of freedom of speech. I guarantee you, if I continue on about Joe Biden and I continue on about Democrats and their lies and their evil, uh, just, just everything that they they put out there, all the policies that they put out there, their, you know, um, child trafficking, sex trafficking. That's a big issue with politicians in Hollywood. That's for another podcast. But you got what you voted for, people, and I'm hope you, I hope you're happy with it. Now, moving on, I'm going to talk a little bit about the West game. We've had some big changes. Oh, my gosh, some real big changes in the West game. 
So we have cross-state teleport time. People can move from other states into newer states. And we had we had a big move from S57. A few weeks ago, FH left S57 and it changed the whole dynamic of our game. S, uh, FH was pretty much the known bullies, the known bullies of S57. You had people like Justin S, Nasty Nate. Um, I, I can't remember all you guys, but you had Sugar and Spice. Now, Sugar and Spice, she's not really a, a bully per se. She just got an attitude. She's got a big attitude. Uh, Justin S and Nasty Nate, they literally parked next to my hive, next to my alliance, for weeks on end. I was known as Alien Has No Balls from Justin S. So they moved, and it changed the whole dynamic of S57. And guess what? Lo and behold, about a week and a half, two weeks ago, we got another move. People moved into uh, S57. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be flat out honest with you. I didn't really care for it. You had a person by the name of Dutch S move into S57 that was a 1.2 billion force. Now, if you guys don't know the game very well, that's fucking huge. Okay. And the I, I would say, I, I hope I'm not wrong on this because I know that there's going to be many listeners that's going to be criti- critiquing my podcast, namely Bully Bug from EKS. But I, I believe that the majority of the players in S57 are around 100 to 150 force. Of course, you do have a lot of people under 100 million force, but 100 to 150 million that is, you know, uh, I would say 25 to 30% of our players. Well, with this 1.2 billion force coming in, there's really not much we can do. Not much at all. And the reason why it's, it's such a big deal is because we had state versus state last, I think, I think it was last week. And it mismatched our, our, uh, matchmaking that 1.2 billion made our state look bigger than what it really was so we were going against state 40 in our state versus state and a little background for the people that are that do listen to me from twitter and parlor and gab and all these sites i i know that you guys might get bored with this and you you'll probably turn off the channel i i beg you not to basically the west game is a fighting game it's a war game but it's just more than that. It, there's a lot of political and a lot of personal uh, input in this game. More so than any other game that I've actually played. It's really, it's really nice because you get to meet a diverse group of people. And I'm going to name a couple of people. Uh, let's, let's go with uh, my old alliance, Area 51. You had players like Notorious, Annie Oakley. You had Nelsonator. You had... Uh, Calamity Jen, Peewee, Spudnik, Going Loco, um, To The End. You had players like that that were, you know, um, pretty decent people. Of course, when DD92 moved into 
uh, Area 51 or A51. He wanted to change the whole dynamic and got rid of me because, you know, I was a big threat to his ego. So they changed their name to now the LR group or the Lonely Rangers. Of course, it's called Loyal Rangers, but I don't really uh, consider them loyal. I consider them lonely. They don't fight. They don't, uh, they have one of the biggest fucking people in the group. Um, she's a pacifist. I love her to death though. She's freaking awesome. Um, but she doesn't really go out and fight the state much. Now, then I moved to, um, KBR. I learned a little bit about KBR. KBR was more of aggressive alliance than LR. And we had, of course, Semper. I think Semper is probably the most popular player in uh, KBR, and she is tough. Don't let her 180 million or whatever she is at now fool you. That that girl has I I think it's just a mixture of her equipment and, uh, and how she plays the game. She can take a 250 million force and basically <laughs> mollywop you. I don't give a fuck what your force is. She knows how to play. She knows how to move her troops. She knows what type of troops to send in. She's a good-ass player. And, of course, Whisper is the chancellor at KBR. She's been on this show quite a bit. If you guys haven't listened to um, her podcast with me, I really suggest you go and listen to her. She's very sweet, very intelligent, highly intelligent woman. And she is so daggone beautiful. It is not even funny. Uh, I would say one of the most beautiful girls who plays this game. So it's kind of a shocker. Um, and then now I, I took and moved to uh, Nerve, Nirvana. Nirvana was the number one alliance after FH left. They took over. Uh, Mal, Mal is... Uh, or malignant, uh, he is the chancellor of Nerve. I really haven't gotten um, any really solid relationships with any of them so far. I, I do have a really solid relationship with Echelon, and then Pit sucks. Pit sucks is a great guy. He is a former uh, former uh, Navy military guy, so I, I, I have a lot of interest in in him. He, he's really cool. Of course, Pittsburgh does suck. Um, but yeah, the whole the whole state's changed, and, and not only has my gameplay changed by moving to a different alliance, it's just really um, it's sad to see because I watched Dutch in S fifty seven, and there's a lot of different differing opinions about Dutch S. A lot of people were like, "Man, that she she fought great and she did a good job," and I'm sitting here shaking my head like, "What the fuck are you guys talking about?" She literally lost her sheriff towards a 250 million force. So 1.2 billion force loses her sheriff and completely suicides it. Now, I'm going to get into what happened to me. Was it last? It was uh, the night before last. I go against Dutch S's alliance and I'm, I'm playing some major psyops on this shit. I'm telling you, that's the only way that I can play right now. I'm not big enough to sit there and, and be able to hit somebody and put some damage into them. I'm getting close to my T4s. I'm just not quite there yet. So a major part of my game is I really fucking get under their skin. I fuck with them. I fuck with them on purpose. Because 
if I get under their skin and I take and, and I make them, I, I'm their number one enemy, the focus is completely on me. And when you sit there and have rage and you have a hate, uh, a hate towards somebody, they're more than likely going to fuck up. And now that I'm with Nerve, um, I had a guy, his name is Texas Justice from NFG. Um, he goes and he parks in our hive and he hits me. And so I'm like, dude, I, of course I had my troops out. I sent all my resources to my farm account. So I have nothing in my, my town. He hits me and, and I lose my maybe 70 million force. And that's basically all my level ones and level twos. And I laugh at him and I'm like, dude, that wasn't fucking much of a hit. And so a few seconds later, he leaves our hive. He fucking tucks his, at, tucks his tail and he, and he runs. And so I, I message him back. I'm like, why are you a scared little bitch? Why are you running? You know, come back, hit me again. Let, let me bring in my troops and shit. <laughs> so what happens i'm sitting there waiting on my i'm wait. i did not check before i said that i did not and i i gotta give you guys some uh advice check to see what members are on in your alliance to see if there's any bigs on before you do this type of shit because i didn't check and i didn't have anybody there was nobody in my alliance that was on at the time uh there was only a few players and they were all you know basically under 125 mil force and so I message him and I'm telling him, you know, you fucking, you hit, you hit like a girl and you fucking, you ran like a little bitch. Dude, I'm telling you, that motherfucker was pissed. He came back. He parked right next to my ass and he was waiting on my troops to get back. Well, long story short, he captures, he captures my sheriff and executes it immediately. <laughs> he fucking executes it. And I was sitting there thinking, my gosh, dude, I got under this dude's skin so fucking bad that he had to spend $20 on my ass right then and there. But of course, three seconds later, what happens, guys? What happens? I spend my 20,000 loyal points or my 200 gold, doesn't matter. Uh, I, I get that 200 gold back within like an hour with my alliance because we, we, uh, we have a high level of gifts but I spend my 20,000 loyal points and resurrect my sheriff. So nothing really happens to me. Yet this guy has it out for me so fucking bad. He wants to, you know, give away his kids lunch money to kill my ass. But yeah, that that's the whole dynamic. The the whole Dutch S thing, I, I really, I, I'm kind of just, I'm, I'm kind of flustered about it because, you know, they came in and she automatically you know, targeted people under less than 125 million. I noticed that right off the bat. There was hardly any bigs that she really went after. And if, if they were bigs, they were probably in smaller alliances where those bigs didn't have a really big reinforcement. So that's, that's kind of the gameplay that Dutch S has really put out there. And Dutch S, if you want to message me and tell me that I'm totally wrong and you want to screenshot the reports, please do. Prove that I'm wrong or come on this show. Let me interview you. You can tell me how much I'm wrong all the time. Um, but you know what? I'm hardly ever fucking wrong. You don't send out one troop with your sheriff and get it fucking captured. I mean, come on. 
I even even I'm I'm fucking you know smart enough to do that. Now I have to fucking mention I have to mention this. I did get my fucking sheriff captured after I hit somebody. I had a one versus one towards Scuba. And if you guys are in S57, you all know who Scuba is. We had a friendly little fight. It was one versus one. And he hit me. He lost more troops than I did when he hit me because my defense is badass. I'm telling you. I don't give a fuck. Scuba. I'm supposed to. Okay. My bad. My bad. I'm supposed to call Scuba King. So King Scuba hits me. He loses more troops. That's a fact. And of course, you kind of do lose more troops in, in the first hit. But my defense is pretty sound. He lost more than what he thought he was going to lose. And then I come back with a hit. And I, of course, you know, my rookie experience, I didn't change my I, I didn't change my defensive settings into attack settings. I didn't have an attack boost. I didn't really change my uh, equipment much because I was just in a hurry. I was wanting to get uh, my farming done for the day. So those are my excuses. I don't give a fuck if you guys are laughing at them or not, but that's just the truth of the matter. I hit him, and then he ends up capturing my sheriff with that hit. So uh, kudos to you, Scuba. You're a dickhead. Still love you, bro. So there, there you have it, King Scuba. And it would be, it would be sad for me not to mention um, a couple of people in my group. Jatliff, he is a, I don't know where he's from. Um, India. He's from India. That's right, because my girlfriend's dating a girl from India, and we we talked about that. Jat Jatliff, I do want to give you a shout out because you have actually really helped me out a lot this week. And Naveen, Naveen has sent me so damn much silver; it's not even funny. Like he's the, he's one of the reasons why I'm closer to getting my T fours. So I want to thank him for that. But if, if you guys want to come on my show and you guys are from S57 or from another state and you're a chancellor or you just want to shoot the shit with me and talk the game and talk about you know the different changes that are happening within your alliance or within the state, please DM me. Uh, it's Alien Casinos in the game. DM me and we'll set up a time and we can sit there and talk. Um, I do want to get to some video game news. The Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5, you cannot find them anywhere. I've literally looked. I looked online. I've went to many stores. You cannot find one. There is one Xbox Series X in a store in South Dakota. So if you're rich enough to go fly to South Dakota in Bismarck, uh, or maybe it's North Dakota. I don't, I, don't, I don't fucking know. Wherever Bismarck is. Um, you can fly there and, and get one today because there's one in stock. That's the only one, the only store that's in stock in a thousand mile radius from me. So, uh, I did check on that, but let me go ahead and tell you the difference between the Xbox series X and the PlayStation five. Are you guys ready? Okay. I'm done. There's really not much of a difference. Uh, I'd say the Xbox Series X is a more powerful machine. um, But as far as being able to tell visually and and just gameplay, really you're not going to be able to tell um, much. They both both, uh, can handle up to 
8K graphics, which is, I think is really cool. When the 8K TVs come out and you have $4,000 or $5,000 to spend, um, then that's going to come in handy. But as far as in the gameplay and the resolution, you re there's really no difference between the two consoles. It all comes down to this, people. It all comes down to games, the video games that you like. If, if you are um, an Xbox fan and you like Gears of War, you like Halo and, and all that, um, then, then go with that. If you're a PlayStation fan and you like the Spider-Man game, you like Uncharted, God of War, uh, and you know it, it just really depends on your taste of games. Now, I will tell you that I played with... Um, I haven't picked up a PlayStation 5 controller, but the Xbox Series X does come with a Xbox Elite controller. And let me tell you, I own four of them. Those controllers are legitimately the best controllers I've ever played with. Now, I was a PlayStation 3 fan, and I loved the PlayStation 3 controllers over the Xbox 360 controllers. But once the PlayStation 4 came out and I picked up the, the controller that comes with it, I just couldn't get quite the feel of it. I didn't really like it. And the Xbox uh, Xbox One controller, the Elite controller, is just a superior controller. It's got trigger locks. It's heavy. You can tell that it was built solid. Um, and you can take and customize it through the Xbox app, meaning that you can change your X and A and B and Y buttons to any format that you want. Uh, I just think that for me, I, I switched over from a PlayStation fan into an Xbox fan, and I'm probably going to stick with it. Not only that, the Series X is a little bit more powerful. Maybe that will come into fruitation when the new newer TVs come out and the games come out. We haven't had a lot of games that have come out in the new gener generation, so there's really not much to compare with. Now, also, they have the digital versions of the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox One or Xbox Series S. They have the digital only. The Xbox does get a leg up on the competition there because their console only costs three hundred dollars compared to PlayStation 5's digital only console at $400. And also, a big a big thing that you guys have to really uh, focus on is everything's gone digital. Um, we have two subscription based. We have the PlayStation Now and then we also have the Xbox One Game Pass. And I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've utilized them both and I got to say I got to give Xbox Game Pass an edge because it is not a online only type subscription. You can actually download the game and play them offline. The PlayStation Now, if you have a horrible internet connection, you're not going to enjoy the PlayStation Now because the la the latency issues that come with it. So, it, you know, you might be in a game and your internet just sucks ass and you'll have a lag, a big lag in the game. And it's going to affect your gameplay. It's going to affect your online experience if you're playing a shooter, online, online multiplayer. It's just going to affect all that. Plus, the graphics doesn't really uh, generate better. Um, then of course, you know, playing an offline game with a game pass. So it just really depends. Now I do have to say this about the PlayStation now, 
The PlayStation Now does have over 700 games. They're not all high quality games like that Game Pass. The Game Pass has a lot of AAA uh, games out there. Uh, the PlayStation Now has all these little, you know, um, just uh, your basic ge- generic games that they give out. They do have some AAA games out there, but I just I give the edge over to the Xbox again on that because the the it's not only cheaper it's $15 a month compared to the $20 a month but you get AAA games and they you can also play them offline instead of being online PlayStation now it's online only and I just uh, I'm, I'm really not a fan of that now I do have fiber optic internet so PlayStation now would work very well with me but I still kind of have to give the leg up to Xbox on that so um, that is going to be my show. I've got a little bit of a technology um, uh, segment that I want to do before we let you go completely. We have um, a lot of good, solid uh, TV sales. Of course, the Super Bowl is coming up. If you guys want to grab a great 4K TV, I really suggest you to do this, okay? I, I'm... If, if you guys know me personally, I'm a single dad, so I have to really, you know, take my dollar and stretch it to the max. I really study these sales thoroughly. And I find that a lot of these sales on TVs, you can find a really good buy at Walmart, but the product that you're getting is actually a generic product from Walmart. It might say Sony, it might say Samsung, it might say Vizio, but the actual product is the generic type of Sony, Samsung, and Vizio. It's the it's the lower end quality. If you really want a good sale and a good buy, and you want to spend let's say uh, three hundred to a thousand dollars on a good TV, take I I hate their customer service. Best Buy is the ultimate worst customer service ever. But I legitimately would just direct yourselves to them because they have the higher end TVs for the same price. So if you want to get a TV, I suggest you guys get something like right now. If you go to Best Buy and look at the Vizio P series, the P series is a 4K TV. It gives you free TV, basically like cable news shows or cable TV shows at no cost you don't even have to sign up you don't have to put your email in there nothing um they they also of course the the tv shows and everything is from the day prior but to me that doesn't make you know a big difference the apps the apps are are uh they have the majority of all the popular apps including like disney plus and all that the only app that they don't have is hbo max which I, I, I am a subscriber to, and I like uh, I, I really like HBO Max a lot. But the Vizio P-Series, the TV looks amazing. The latency issue with, the, with the, the, the latency between the Xbox or the PlayStation and the TV is real, I mean, like c- crazy low for a high-end TV. Uh, and that's a big deal if you're a gamer. 
And then also, if you if you do get a Vizio, and there are some Samsungs out there, the QLED is a really big one that that I like. But again, the P series is a is a lower cost than the QLED from Samsung, and uh, their their picture I I think is either identical or I give the slight edge to Vizio. I'm telling you, I've I've studied both of those TVs very well. And the Vizio is is the way to go. A lot of people don't like Vizio, and that's fine. If you don't like Vizio, then then I really suggest you go with a Sony or a Samsung. Um, though those are two high end televisions that you won't you can't go wrong there. Um, I I do. It, it is kind of odd that LGs have been basically off the map for a while. I don't know what's up with them. Maybe I'll study it a little bit for you guys. Now it comes to time with the also the the surround sound. I have a Vizio soundbar, and I've always owned a Vizio soundbar even before Dolby Atmos, and it works well with a Vizio TV. They communicate really well together. I have the Dolby Atmos uh, surround sound. If you guys have not listened to the Dolby Atmos, I really suggest you do it. It is incredible. My house is literally, if, if you go in my living room and sit down on my couch, you feel like you're in a theater. That surround sound is amazing. It's got the up, the high, and the circle. Meaning that if, if there's any uh, noise that is upstairs in a movie, like there's noise in upstairs, you'll feel that it's an upstairs sound or downstairs. And it just encircles you and engulfs you with sound. And it's so clear. So I really suggest you get, if, if you do get a Vizio P-Series or M-Series, M-Series is a, a, a lower quality than P. They're really comparable though. The M-Series is a few hundred dollars cheaper. So if you don't want to spend the money, the M-Series is just fine, people. It, it really is. It's just fine. Um, I really suggest you guys get a Dolby Atmos surround sound with that. Now, the high-end ones you're going to pay about $1,000 for. But if you go on Amazon, you can actually get a refurbished one for about $250 to $300. And I really, I'm telling you, use your tax check and do that because you're, you're not going to be sorry. Plus, Amazon has a pretty good, you know, pretty good um, return policy. And you can get your money back if you don't like it. So my my whole setup with the Dolby Atmos when I play video games, I can tell, I can base, I can hear a coin drop. That's how amazing the sound is. And I even have the satellite speakers about five to six feet away from me while I'm playing. Now, if you guys want to, you know, uh, really be engulfed and sit like maybe two feet from the satellite speakers, those are the speakers that are behind you. Uh, you have the left one and the right one. And then, of course, you have the subwoofer. Uh, I suggest you put the subwoofer um, probably about um, a foot away from the satellite speakers. Your whole house is going to vibrate with that bass. Your whole house is just going to be engulfed in sound. It's it's really a cool experience to have. So I just suggest you guys to get that. If you guys are looking at TV sales since the Super Bowl is coming up, you know, grab you a, a Vizio or a Samsung QLED Vizio P series. Those are the two uh, lower. Uh, they they have higher. You know, they have the 2020 or the 2021 versions now. Um, but really, you're not going to tell much of a difference if you get the 2019 or the 2018 versions at all. 
and they're they're only they're going to be comparable to three to five hundred dollars on sale. So grab those. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate you taking and growing this fan base. It's been quite of an experience for me the past three months. I've literally had only like fifteen hundred to two thousand um, listeners a day, and I'm telling you, it's grown to like you know five to ten thousand, and I really appreciate that, guys, a lot. If you want to contribute, um, if you go to Anchor.fm and you look at a, and you search for Game Tech Politics, my page will come up. You can subscribe uh, for ninety nine cents a month. That's only twelve dollars a year, and it does go directly to my coll- my girls' college fund. I don't spend a penny on it for myself. I mean, literally, it's only twelve. But that twelve does grow up, grow in time. If I get like a you know a thousand people. That's basically twelve thousand dollars a year, and that's that's going in in just you know three or four years from now that pays for both of my daughters' college. So I I would really um, hope that you're feeling generous today. Go to my page on Anchor.fm, search for me at Game Tech Politics, and there's a little uh, donation uh, page there. But if you're poor like me and you don't have the $12, that is completely fine. If you take and just subscri- go on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen, if you take and press subscribe and you also like and comment, I would greatly appreciate that as well. You guys have a great day and a great weekend coming up. And until then, this is Game Tech Politics signing off. <laughs>